0: Well, hello, everyone, and uh, thank you for being here today. Uh, This is the message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, for Sunday, May the 16th. Uh, My name is Melvin Gaines, and I appreciate you being here. We're going to go ahead and get into the message uh, being presented for church uh, on Sunday, and I am prayerful that it will be a message that will meet you exactly where you are right now, and that it's something that you really sincerely need to hear through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to once again hear you speak through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your teaching, and we thank you for even when you implore us to do even more, than what you would uh, have called us to do even in the past. As we continue to grow in our relationship with you and have a greater understanding of your teachings, of your promises, of the things that you would have us to do, Lord, let us remain sensitive to your calling, sensitive to where you would have us to be, sensitive to doing all those things according to your will, and sensitive to those words that call for our complete obedience, obedience to what you would have us to do. We just thank you, Lord, for all those things that you do for us and even more. And we give you the praise and thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Today's message is entitled, Being a Light. Being a Light. And I think it's a very special and timely message for many of us as we have been trying to emphasize over and over again the importance of of worship and praise of our Lord Jesus Christ and doing so not passively, but actively and getting into the word and looking at what the word has to say uh, on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And I trust that as you are doing those very things that the Lord is speaking to you uh, as to what needs to be done. There's been an ongoing theme that I've been shown over the past several months and this goes back into 2020. Of course, and as we've been gathering together as a church, and in person, and also online, the ongoing theme has to do with the time you and I are spending in the living word of Jesus Christ. Now, as we have spent more and more time at home, we have had greater opportunities to focus more upon our own situations, our careers, for those of us who are still working, our diets, our physical health, our wellness, and we are hopefully using this time productively in looking more at not just those things, but our spiritual health. Our spiritual health. This involves a very important focus on our faith and on our study time as we try to be more productive in this area and especially in our personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the midst of composing this message, I have a very strong impression from the Spirit that Satan is continuing to ramp up attacks of those who are both believers in Jesus and those who are leaning more upon God right now in the midst of stress and strain in their lives. Now, this is nothing really new. This has always been going on. But my sense is that in even in the last few weeks, it has really seemed to intensify. Now my suspicion is that there are more people out there praying and making petitions to our heavenly father about many aspects of life and where we all stand in it. Satan is on attack right now and he has a lot of help. And what help are we referring to? Let's talk about that more. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices, please, to Ephesians chapter 6. And let's take a look at Ephesians 6. And we're going to read through verses 10 through 18 just to get you started with what is very necessary for all of us as we uh, examine further. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Now, this passage I'm reading from is from the Christian Standard Bible, a modern English uh, Bible version that will be uh, very beneficial for understanding here. Starting with verse 10. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and his, by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything, to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession For all the saints, Jesus reminds us that the struggle in the flesh is real. It's a real struggle. It's what many of us go through virtually every day, and several times a day for that matter, in many respects. Matthew 26 41. Turn over to that real quick, please. Matthew 26 41. The struggle is real. And this particular uh, passage, I'm going to read the King James Version. It says in Matthew 26, 41, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. Jesus called it exactly as it is. It's weak because of who we are and where we are. The primary description for our domain of residence is that of darkness. The darkness is also a representation of Satan, his deception and sin, which relies upon our weakness to succumb to that temptation. Our sinfulness represents our fleshly behavior in what I will call our dark places. Dark places. This is a darkness that must be overcome. Otherwise, it can and will destroy you and all those who fail to escape from it. Jesus, through the deliverance of the Holy Spirit, is our rescue, our escape hatch from the world of darkness. Satan is an active adversary for sure. No question about it. He is actively attacking and subjecting us to distractions and temptations that rely upon our flesh. But believers are to stand firm and not allow him to defeat us, especially when we know that we already have the victory. We do have the victory. We just have a hard time sometimes living in that manner. Take a look at John 10, verse 10. John 10, 10. 10 John chapter 10 verse 10 A very straightforward verse. Now this is from the English Standard Version. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, referring to him to Jesus himself, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Amen. Have life and have it abundantly. Not just a mediocre life, too. A life that is an abundant life, one where we are truly living and glorifying God in all that we do. So with this in mind, it is very, very important for all believers to be ready to speak to those who need encouragement, or at the very least, remind those individuals that You will always be ready to talk when they are ready to talk. Amen? Very important to be ready to speak to people about the goodness of Christ. And if for whatever reason they're not ready, then you let them know that whenever you're ready, I'm ready. And that's exactly the attitude that we need to have as believers. The stakes for these people and their very souls is very high indeed. The Spirit is compelling ongoing thoughts and prayers for our family members, for our friends, for our acquaintances, the people, our co-workers, anyone that you can think of uh, in your life. Remain in the Spirit and He will guide you as to how to respond and live in accord with Jesus Christ. You are His vessels to reflect His love for each and every person that you come in contact with. You're a vessel, and God wants to use you to reach people for his glorious name. Take a look, please, at 2 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 9. 2 Peter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter 3, verse 9. Christian Standard Bible Version. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. The Lord is indeed very patient. He has patience that no one can even match. We are not to lose focus on Jesus Christ, his gospel, and his truths, we must be active in the faith and ready to live as James declares in his letter to believers in Jesus, because we have to have what is known as an active faith. Yes, faith is something that we do on our own and it's a very silent thing for the most part, but there needs to be a demonstration of our faith in order for us to truly reach people for Jesus Christ. Of course, the Spirit doing all the work, but people need to see the evidence of this very thing. Take a look once uh, uh, once more at James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. This is something you've read before. James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. This is the English Standard Version. Uh, Verse 22, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word... And not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. Verse 25, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Do something do something in representation for Christ. As you live in Jesus Christ through the Spirit and obey his commands, you are making a difference in the world. You're making a difference. A difference in your own world. The people who see your life and your actions should be nothing less than inspired by what God is doing in your life. It is God's will for you to be a reflection of himself, who he refers to as the Father of Lights. The Father of Lights. And indeed, that is exactly what this is all about. Your representation of the Father of Lights. A lot of people pay very close attention to what we do sometimes. Sometimes it might freak you out how much people pay attention. Because it's like, you they're looking that closely? Well, yes, they are. They're looking, but there's an attraction as far as why they're looking in the first place. And that attraction is not about your physical appearance. It's more about your demeanor and your relationship with Jesus Christ that people can see. Keep that in mind. Take a look at James chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. James chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. And here's the reference that I was making uh, pertaining to this father of lights. This is where you'll find that in this particular passage. Verse 17, James chapter 1. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. First fruits. Now, we'll talk about this first fruits right now as far as what that really represents and what we are to take from this mention of it. It's an Old Testament statement, obviously, but this is being referred to in the New Testament. So, what was James referring to in using the term first fruits? Well, the first fruits, which of course is one word in this particular passage, and sometimes it's used as two words, first fruits, refers to a Jewish feast that was historically held in the early spring at the beginning of the grain harvest. It occurred on the third day after Passover, and it was during the second day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, a very important feast. The Feast of First Fruits was a time of thanksgiving for God's provision for His people. It is referred to in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 9 through 14, and it was to commemorate the exodus of the people of Israel from Egypt and from their captivity. The first fruits was grain that was gathered for the priest. Who would offer it to the Lord, and no other grain was to be brought to harvest until all the first fruits were brought forth. And that's referred to in Leviticus chapter 23. Go to verse 14, Leviticus 23 14, so that we can look at the statement that reflects this. Leviticus 23 14. English Standard Version. And you shall either need bread nor grain nor parched or fresh until this same day, until you have brought the offering of your God. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. So in the New Testament, first fruits was referred to several times as the new converts for Jesus Christ. It represents God's harvest of souls. Jesus gives emphasis to the harvest in this manner that follows here. Take a look at Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to look at verses 35 through 38. Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. And verse 35 in Matthew chapter 9 says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. It's God's harvest. So we are the first fruits that James is referring to. Believers are the manifestation of God's glory. Amen. How we appear to the world means everything. How we appear to the world means everything. We are to remain in earnest prayer for not just others to go out, but for each one of us to go out and be used by God in the world as he sees fit. So how are we to go into the world? How are we to do this? as the antithesis of those who represent darkness? Well, it's very simple. We are to be the light in the world. We are to be the light in the world. We are to be a reflection of the Father of lights. More than ever, believers do not just need to be the light in the world, but they must be the lights of the world to reflect Jesus Christ, And all that he represents, love, care, concern, grace, mercy, and of course, salvation and eternal life. We, as his people, must be the light because we must convey the gospel message to those willing to listen and hear its meaning. It doesn't mean everyone's going to listen, and it doesn't mean everyone's going to hear, but some will. If the Spirit's speaking to you about conveying a message, a gospel message to someone, that means he already knows who needs to hear it. Someone in your vicinity, someone in your midst needs to hear it. Let the Holy Spirit take care of that. You just be obedient and speak accordingly. Take a look at what it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. Let's give the entire passage to look at. Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. This is from the English Standard Version. And this is what we mean about being a light. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp. And put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. Another passage to look at here, Philippians 2, verses 12 through 16. Philippians 2. Verses 12 through 16. This particular passage is from the Christian Standard Bible. Verse 12, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have obeyed, obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, Verse 13, For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world, by holding firm to the word of life, then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. So what's the lesson here? We are to shine before others. We are to shine like stars in our faith walk for Jesus Christ. Shine like stars. The light of Jesus Christ always prevails and overcomes darkness, always, no exception. John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, English Standard Interversion, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And it never will. Now, by all accounts... Getting back to where we are today, the world has embraced the darkness of those who seek after evil, evil thoughts, vile behaviors, and deceptive practices. Darkness is indeed all around us. This message is all about being a light before others, being a light before others. A very, very important message and a reminder for all of us as to what our reason and purpose is, frankly, for living, being a light before others. We must proceed with the understanding that due to God's goodness and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, his blood has eternally redeemed us in order that we do not need to fear the enemy. He guides us through the uncertainties of this world. And where do we see that? No other, none other place than, well, there are many places, but especially in Psalm 23. Psalm chapter 23. If you want to turn to that, that'd be great. Psalm 23, and we're going to take a look at verses 1 through 4. Because we need to be reminded how God guides us through All kinds of situations and circumstances that can be very dark indeed. And yet, he protects us. He covers us. Verse 1, Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen and amen. We are reminded of the importance of our regular daily study of the word john reminded us that jesus is the living manifestation of the word of god and that's important because we when we look at psalm 119:105 what do we see we see the illumination that takes place when we look at his word your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path what overcomes darkness light what helps you to see when it's tough to see? Light. He provides that for us. John eight twelve, John chapter eight, verse twelve, uh, again English standard version, again Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Look at all these references, these timely references. As to God's goodness, God's truth, His light. What does being a light for Jesus represent? Well, I've selected three things to take a look at as far as what it represents, as far as we're concerned. First of all, uh, A, staying alert. Staying alert. The Holy Spirit is going to be your guide as you actively live in faith in Jesus Christ. He helps us to be ready for any occasion, for any opportunity, for any situation where we are to speak the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the same way that a police officer or a firefighter must respond to a call at a moment's notice, we are to be in a position of readiness as we move about. This is with the assumption that every believer is studying the word each day. Well, if you're not studying, then you're not going to be ready and you're not going to be alert. Because you need to be aware of when the Spirit speaks and how to act accordingly. Second Timothy 2.15. Let's, let's turn to that. Second Timothy 2.15. And it'll be a good idea to jot down these particular verses as we go through these different points as points of reference for us to go back and look at them. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. And we want to do a good job of service for our Lord Jesus Christ. And that, quite frankly, involves preparation and being ready to move when the Spirit calls upon us. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Amen. What your study time does is it prepares you to be able to handle the word of truth and know where to refer to it when you're called upon. Next, B. Pray and seek him more. Pray and seek him more. Every believer who is staying alert must have an active prayer life. Amen and amen. An active prayer life. Prayer is your ongoing communication with Jesus. Your investigation of God's word should be accompanied with prayer and meditation as to what you have read. Now, this is a quiet but meaningful phase of your practice of an active faith in Jesus. Now, you follow this as a doer of the word. You have to be able to do these things. And you need to know what you've been reading and studying. And that is how you can act as a doer of the word. Joshua 1.8 is the passage to refer to here. It's one of them. Joshua 1.8. Um, and it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And that success, when we talk about being prosperous and having good success, it's not necessarily about what you have or anything of monetary value or your possessions. It has everything to do with being prosperous in your ministry, in your faith walk, in your drawing people near to make Christ an attractive thing to go to. That's where your success will be. Your success will be in glorifying God. Amen. In a dark world, look at the relevance and importance of this following statement. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. Amen. C Or thirdly, watch and listen. Watch and listen. There was an old song that many of us learned as preschoolers or in kindergarten class. It was referred to as stop, look and listen. It was taught in different ways for different purposes back then. It was taught with symbols. Um perhaps even it's being even been done with sign language for some who are 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 blind or, or deaf, excuse me. Uh and, and what we would do, it was helping you to learn the importance of safety as you've walked to school, because most people walked to school back at that time. Once you get to a street corner, you were to remember the word stop before stepping into the street. You would remember the word look to make sure that no traffic was coming in either direction and listen in the event that there were sounds like cars and trucks coming. That was also used to watch out for trains at crossings. We remember the phrase stop, look, and listen very well. And in this message, believers are to watch and listen as we move about. I have seen how the Spirit brings people in our paths who need his counsel. And before you know it, you're speaking to a stranger about something that is at the forefront of their thoughts and concerns. As for the listening, we are to listen to the person and be attentive to their words. This is where the Holy Spirit is going to provide guidance and it's going to provide you an opportunity when you've heard the other person For you to now know what the words are that you need to speak. But a lot of this is listening and letting the Spirit do all the work there. All of this can happen, this random occurrence that I'm referring to, very quickly and at any given moment. When the time comes, we are to remember to watch and listen. Watch and listen. Both of these actions are necessary. They reflect kindness and sensitivity. These are important attributes in your service for Jesus Christ. It is how we are to be a light in a world of darkness and uncertainty. Amen. Luke chapter 12, verses 35 and 36. And verse 35 says, Stay dressed for action. And keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so they may open the door to him once at once when he comes and knocks. Stay dressed for action. Keep your lamps burning. That's what people need to see. We are to remain focused as we live out our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, of course, this takes place even when we are doing well physically or perhaps not so well. We must remain prayerful that we are always representing the Father of lights where he is glorified. Whether we look good or not is secondary to God receiving the glory in our testimonies before others. A humble heart reflected in our speech must be the order of the day. And I'll just add, we, we need people who are willing to speak up for Christ. We don't need people to be loud and boisterous. We need people who to be speaking with certainty. And even as they speak with a humble heart. That's what people will see. In these actions, as we speak, the Spirit gives direction. Our light will shine before others. Sometimes we need a reminder That what we do on our own is not really about us. It is really about Jesus Christ. Now I can't promise you that if you haven't been living this in this manner that you're going to be able to get this practice down overnight. Can't promise that, but I can assure you that being a light begins with taking the steps necessary to truly follow Jesus Christ in humble. Obedience, humble obedience. He will affirm you as you seek him and work out your faith and your relationship with him. Remember what we said earlier about working out your salvation with fear and trembling? That's exactly what this is. You're working through your own relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as you prepare yourself for speaking to others about him. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Take a look. Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to will, and to work for his good pleasure. Do you see the motivation here? It's not about just doing it for your own sake, but it's doing it for the gospel and glory of Jesus Christ. Indeed, it is his will for you to be a light, his light of the world. Now, here's a note. If you haven't been doing this, it is time to repent and ask for God's forgiveness. And why do I say that? Because you don't want to be outside of his will for your life. That's why. If you haven't been actively doing this very thing, being a light in the world before others and being prepared to speak the gospel of Christ, then you need to repent. It's not meant to be a harsh statement, but if it applies to you, it is a corrective statement. We sincerely must remove any obstacles of our selfish design in order to be humble and of service for Him. Humble yourself before Him and give all of yourself to Jesus. Humble yourself. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's take a look at that and go look at verses 1 through 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Starting with verse 1, Christian Standard Bible Version. Therefore, since we have this ministry, because we were shown mercy, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things, not acting deceitfully or distorting the word of God, but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. But if our gospel is veiled... It is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. Not everyone that you speak to is going to be receptive to this message. I'm referring to the message of the gospel, but that doesn't change what his motivation is. He wants, number one, for all people to be saved through the glory of God with, according to his message. But he also wants every believer to be a light because you were bought for a price. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says, Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought at a price. So, glorify God with your body. You see how important this is? Glorify God with your body. Live in the light and let Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, do the rest in faith. It is your God-given opportunity to represent Jesus Christ and the kingdom. Start today and make the most of it right now and for the rest of your life. Be a light for Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your teaching. We thank you for your encouragement to step out in faith and be active doers in the faith. We thank you for the importance of our understanding preparation and being ready to speak whenever we're called upon. Lord, we truly want to be that light that you would have us to be in a very uncertain and dark world. We thank you for your word which lights the path to help us to be that light before others. We thank you for your encouragement. We thank you for your nudgings of the Spirit. And how you would have us to complete these things. Lord, we just give you praise and thanks for your goodness, your graciousness. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you have selected us and chosen us to be that light before others. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing in our lives. We just want to give you the praise and thanks as we remember this important thing that you would have us to do today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. I pray that this message through the power of the Spirit compels you to truly seek after what more can be done in the gospel for Jesus Christ before others. And we're not talking about anything that's extraordinary. We're talking about you being who you are, but now living in such a way where you're prepared and you allow the Spirit to help you as you convey truths about the love of Jesus Christ and his gospel and his good news. Amen? Thanks for being here today. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time.